Welcome to the Audit Room, the number one podcast where you can share your audit experiences, ask questions, and get expert coaching and feedback. Episodes are recorded live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago Time, 12 noon New York, and 6 p.m. Berlin. So be sure to check the show notes to join our next meeting and get all your auditing questions answered. Now, here are our hosts, Trent Russell and Tracy Marquardt. This podcast is brought to you by Green Skies Analytics, the services firm that helps auditors leapfrog up the analytics maturity model. Their approach for launching audit analytics programs with a series of proven quick win analytics will guarantee the results worthy of the analytics hype. Whether your audit team needs a data strategy, methodology, governance, literacy, or anything else related to audit and analytics, visit greenskiesanalytics.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Quality Assurance Communication. If you're an internal auditor who wants to take your own or your team's communication skills and audit results to the next level, who wants to create more for yourself, your team, and your organization, no matter where you work around the globe, then check out Quality Assurance Communication at qacommunication.com. Hello, everyone. This is the Audit Room. We are live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, you can join us live by connecting with Tracy and myself on LinkedIn. Uh, we pepper <laughs> LinkedIn with promotions for this, including the links across various LinkedIn groups on there, as well from as well as from our personal accounts. Um, so you can certainly check it out there. Uh, also, if you sign up for our email list, uh, we'll include those links in advance, so you can join us there as well and save it in your calendar. Uh, I am your co-host and moderator, Trent Russell. I'm the founder of Green Skies Analytics, where we help launch internal audit analytics programs and data teams. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tracy Marquardt. Hi there, everybody. Tracy Marquardt, known as Europe's leading audit communication consultant, coming to you from Canada today, where it is finally getting a little bit warmer. I know Imran is in the other end of the country and I'm sure he'll let us know how things are there. And we're very excited today to have Imran Zia with us. Um, our topic today is from traditional to transformative. And I've had a few conversations with Imran already. Um, he's the director of audit and assurance at the government of British Columbia here in Canada. He's passionate uh, internal audit pragmatist. He's a winner of the internal audit excellence award. And he's also the president of the Vancouver Island chapter of the IIA here in Canada. So we have with Imran here in the room, a wealth of knowledge and ideas uh, about how internal audit can take themselves forward. So Imran, anything you'd like to add well, for your introduction? Thank you so much uh, for a very generous introduction, Tracy. Thank you so much. And I believe uh, you've, you've covered all the pertinent points. Super. Well, we're glad you're here with us today. Tracy nails those intros. <laughs> we'll ask the guests and we're like, no, you kind of crushed it. There's nothing else left to say. So. Tracy, um, the queen of preparation. So. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for being here, Imran. Um, I know I've heard you talk about future-focused internal auditing before, but like, what does a future-focused internal audit function look like? Yeah, that's, um, that's an interesting um question and I um, use this um, anal analogy to um, explain this perspective where um, I would say we should be able to predict the weather rather than just reporting it. So what do we do um, to ensure that we have 
that insight and foresight that we bring to the business and we are able to make them more informed decisions and it's also about auditing where the risk is going to be not where it where it has been um, it's also about aligning work with the future value getting involved in new initiatives i've seen audit functions um you know um getting engaged and putting um their recommendations for improvement which is great and that's based on the work that has been done that is our value for sure but i believe key stakeholders um the ceos and audit committee chairs they really want internal audit function come and help us um to foresee what's coming so that business can take more informed decisions uh, and it's also about preventing internal control issues when you can rather than identifying them when when they already exist you know um mm-hmm. auditing the risk that impact today and tomorrow and not limiting um, our focus uh, to what has happened i really like the analogy um, that one marine biologist um used um he says why spend precious time counting how many fish um have been expired when you can you know um focus on finding finding out what skilling them so i think it's um it's about seeing uh, what is really valuable for business moving forward and then uh, bringing that insight foresight to the table i i love that i want to jump in for a sec here i love what you said predict the weather rather than just reporting on it and you you mentioned having you know what i will interpret as strong relationships with key stakeholders like the ceo can you touch on you know briefly what kind of skills you think auditors need to be able to do that yeah i think um that's a critical um subject here we uh, as auditors we mostly are focused on generally on a lot of um, technical issues and um we we perceive that if um, i'm technically correct um people would buy into what i'm saying but i feel human psychology doesn't always work like that mm-hmm. it's also about building trust between key stakeholders um have you got that relationship of trust do people think that you have their interest in mind when you're coming you're on the same side you're working with them not against them uh, a study da- done by um, carnegie institute of technology that says 85% of your financial success is due to your personality and ability to communicate negotiate and lead only 15% is due to technical knowledge and i think that's where the paradigm um, shift comes and um i would say the most significant non financial cost maybe the negative reputation um, of an audit function within an organization i would want to touch on the concept of um being likable how do we um put together a like how do we present ourselves as a likable auditor and the study shows um that if an auditor is likable and um, gives well organized um arguments managers tend to comply with their suggestions um even if they um disagree and auditor lacks um the supporting evidence i've seen sometimes in conversations um with audit findings and reports where 
one head of the department come the same round. Um, I'm not completely sure about it, but since you're telling this, I'll take it on. So I think that's um, where you've got the relationship of trust, where people really see um, that you're um, uh, you're doing something which would benefit them. So there are um, a few things that we can think about. One of them, I, I felt that people care less about um, what you think and they care more about why you think it. So I think it's very important to explain the why. Um, whenever we explain uh, our perspective uh, in those conversations with authorities and other key partners, um, if we leave the space of why, people can would fill it and there might be some bias in it. So it's really uh, important that we explain our perspective of why we think it would benefit us. And, and, and then going back to the basic question, what's in there for me? If you're putting in something for management's recommendation, what do they get out of it? It's not just being the boss exercise. It's not just adding on a new process or procedure. Um, it should also be about improving their business process. And um, one technique I've seen working really well, and that is pull more and push less. Um, whenever we get into conversations um, with audities, we've, we've seen that generally, um, and some audit function I've seen, hey, you know, this is some, something that we have found. Here are some of the things that you need to do. And then process owners like, you know, we are doing this business day in, day out. And we know our processes really well. So I think having the process of engaging um, the process owner saying, hey, you know, let's agree that we have something to fix here. What do you think? What is your opinion? Let it come from them. I've seen human yeah. psychology. When it comes from them, they own it. Yeah. And then it becomes easier yeah. for us. And then we assess it from a risk and control perspective and say, hey, you know, yes, this works. So um, I think these are few things that we can really uh, keep in mind when it comes to um, um, dealing with our internal stakeholders, getting into um, uh, building a true partnership with them. I, I love that, Amram. Every time I hear you speak, I, it, so much of it resonates because I teach some of the same concepts, right? you know, uh, what's in it for me, what's in it for them, understanding your why and being able to communicate it and then understanding their why as well and um, letting it come, come from them so that they um, have a stake in the game and it's and they can take ownership. So wonderful, wonderful ideas. So for anyone out in the audience, if you're looking at how to influence others, these are key strategies for you to do that going forward. That's great, thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, and I like the the weather analogy, predicting as opposed to reporting on. And I know that was something you were mentioned. You mentioned in your, I think it's accounting and business is the the website. They did uh, a feature of you, and that was one of those in there. So we'll link to that in the show notes. Also, there's a couple of other just kind of like good nuggets in there. There was at least three that I know, and I read it, and I kind of tilted my head and went, oh, "That's a good way to say that." So um, uh -huh. highly recommend checking that out. But um, you also mentioned insight and foresight. How are you and your team, excuse me, how, how are you and the team um, pulling those insights and I, I guess identifying the foresight? Is that through the use of analytics, uh, which is my background and kind of where I go? When I think foresight, I think predictive, I think machine learning, uh, data analytics, et cetera. Is it, so is it a lot of it data driven or is there some other aspect to where you're, you're identifying the insights and um, the foresight? 
Yeah, I think it's a, it's a combination of few things. Um, I think for us as internal auditors to bring those insights to the table, there are few things I always feel are very important. One is a thorough understanding of the business. If I don't really know what my how my business gets affected, what are the key processes, what are the key clients of the business, what, how do they perceive our business, what are their priorities, um, how our actions affect our clients. So really having to have a really good understanding of the business is important. Um, I can't bring in a value idea if I don't really know the business. So I think that's, um, that's an important piece. Um, second, uh, you've hinted towards that um, using um, analytics. I've also worked on uh, a concept, something called um, the real-time assurance. Um, I, um, in my roles, um, reporting the CEO and CEO generally want audit function to come and help them in running their business better. So uh, we were running, we're managing some uh, multi-million dollar projects and CEO said to me, Imran, uh, I don't want internal audit to come towards the end of the project and tell me, hey, you know, all these things were not right. While it's a huge project with um, a big impact on the organization, I want to know right now as to if there's anything we need to fix. So then we came up with a model we call a real-time assurance and providing the key stakeholders the information when they, that they need. When the process is ongoing, we talked about truly partnering with the business, bringing in that cops. And yes, for sure, uh, it goes without saying that data analytics is, um, I would say, is a, it's not anymore something, as you would say, good to have if you want to produce um, really insightful results. It is a must-to-have thing. You would want to have that data. And firstly, we want to make sure that the data we are getting is meaningful and how we use that data. We have organizations generate a lot of data. How is that meaningful? And in some of the conversation, we did use some data analytics in those project scenarios. And we were, um, as you say, we were able to predict there was a huge project. Um, and when project manager reported on in terms of time, cost and quality, it was all green. And when we ran our analytics, we look into um, key project milestones and activities which were in the critical path. I said to my CEO, I said, I can tell you that we are behind schedule on this project and we might be late. He said, you just saw project manager report. It, it's all fine. <laughs> That's all good. But let me show you this. Yeah. And we ran based on the data analysis. I put these things together and Initially, it was a surprise for him. And then we dig deeper because of the insight that we had generated by using data analytics. And then he was very appreciative. We call it the watermelon effect, that project which looked green from the outside, but was very red from the inside. So that's where um, internal audit's role was really appreciated. And I said, yeah, oh, that makes sense. Let's look into this. Let's call in a meeting, get everybody on board. How do we manage those? So I think those are kind of insights and foresight that businesses really value. And that's where they see, oh, you know, internal noise should be on the table. Uh, I've seen the transition for of internal audit function or led 
from a very basic function where internal audit is new to the organization to a level where internal audit becomes a business partner. If organization is going for a joint venture or a merger acquisition um, strategy that bounces through internal audit. Hey, you know, what do you think about it? Give me your independent opinion. So as chief audit executive, um, we, we would always have those KPIs and measures based on we assess our performance on an annual basis. But my own personal assessment was how many times internal audit function was consulted when organization took a key decision. And if this was more often, I felt they really see us as a partner. They really see and know the internal audit could add value. So I think these are few perspective of bringing that insight and foresight to the table that really helps the business. Yeah, I like that watermelon, the watermelon effect analogy. Like I, I will, I'll, I'll be using that a lot um, awesome. for a long time. I think because it's typically the case, <laughs> especially IT, yeah. large IT projects are going to be watermelons pretty much every single time. So uh, thank you for that. I will be stealing that um the other thing and well before we move on i know we kind of we got we started late are you okay to go over or do yeah, we need sure. to drop you in six minutes okay perfect. um so one thing that you mentioned was the negative reputation uh that we can have as internal audit within the organization i don't think we can change it like externally i know when i tell people especially if i'm like yeah i do data analytics for internal audit they're like oh that sounds awful um but those are people that aren't in you know large corporations that have that work with auditors. So I get the perception. I'm fine with that. Um, but within our own organization, we certainly don't need that negative reputation. What have you done to change that reputation uh, in your organization or, or what can we do to change that? Yeah, I think um, it's about truly partnering with the business. I'll give you an example, maybe that would help us better understand as to how do we sometimes um, think out of the box and truly keep business interest. When I see my success as the success of the management, that's where it starts to change. For example, if management has implemented a system which lacked internal control and it had serious risk issues. And I was unable to highlight that in a timely manner, or I was unable to convince the management to make that change in a timely manner. I believe that um, that is a failure of, of internal audit as well, because when I had the opportunity to bring that to the table right at the time when it was being implemented, I was unable to do that. So that's one piece really seeing our success as success of the business. A business that implements something, does a successful um, project that really reflects positively on us. And if it doesn't, we then, you know, uh, where was internal audit? And, you know, if there was something which was not highlighted in a timely manner and in the end, yes, selected. Another example that I have, uh, we um, worked for an oil and gas sector earlier. Um, so we... Um, we had some um, high value equipment that used to go for annual maintenance on an annual basis and, and a huge cost. And then again, since the asset was out, so we, we had to replace that and the replacement cost on top of that. Organization made a decision that we'll 
uh, we'll have a workshop in-house to do the maintenance. So we'll save costs, it'll be speedier. Um, workshop was set up and Intel Lloyd does a risk assessment and uh, says, hey, you know, workshop is a new area. We don't have expertise. Intel Lloyd should look into that. I pick up a phone at a workshop. Hey, you know, you're the lucky winner this time. I'm going to audit you. Um, this is Imran. You're right. If you want to come and audit me, you would have a huge audit report because we are still in the process of setting up stuff. So what do you think? Um, then I said, okay, let's do this. You put together your processes, you put together your control framework and customer interface, and we would review it as and when it's happening. Although I, it was one of my um, targets to complete internal audit plan and complete this audit, I went to the audit committee and sought an exception for this audit. But what happened throughout the year? Workshop put together their processes, we reviewed, provided their opinion, they fixed it on the go. And at the end of the year, we were able to provide assurance to audit committee that everything ties in well and the workshop would achieve its objective, but we never did an audit. So that's where um, key stakeholders really think that we are not coming at them. We are here to help. We are here. Um, we have the interests of the business in our mind. So sometimes maybe thinking outside of the box and keeping business interest in mind, that really helps and that relationship goes a long way. Well, what would you say, Ibran, to critics who would argue that because you were involved beforehand, now you can't objectively go back and audit it two years later? Yeah, I think that's a very... Um, that's the typical thing that you would hear that, you know, since you were involved. So it's also about at what level you were involved. So we are not the ones who are making those processes or we are not the one who is approving or ratifying. While it is being put in place, we are reviewing that from risk and control perspective. It's, it's the same way when we do it at the end of the job and come up, hey, you know, you go back and fix this, this and this add this control. So we are doing it right then. So I think it's um, it's a unique balance that you have to maintain, that you get involved at a certain level that you don't lose your independence. And at the same time, you work with those key partners and um, help them um, uh, and add value to the business. Super, thanks. Something I was thinking about shortly after I asked that question about the negative reputation and how we can change that. I would imagine most people, uh, internal audit, probably if they, they heard that question, they would go, well, I don't have that problem. You know, like it, that would be something very hard to admit, admit unless you're maybe a new uh, CAE or, or anyone on the team that comes in and you're like, Ooh, this isn't how it should be. You know, like my old organization, they like loved us. This is not the right way. We're doing yeah. something wrong. So um, I'm almost, I'm just kind of throwing it out there, like not an assessment, but I, I, I feel like we should all sit down and do something to go. Are we really like, maybe we are in that negative perception group and we didn't realize it, like have a powwow or something. I don't know. It's just something I was thinking, like, who's going to sit there and go, yeah, we suck at this. We 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 probably need to change that. Uh, I think that's very hard to to self-assess. Yeah, I think uh, there's one thing that I've also seen. Um, generally, internal audit functions they do an annual survey with the key stakeholder where the questionnaire goes out, and I've seen most of them are 
process driven, which asks, you know, um, whatever, um, were you satisfied with the planning process? The field work took the time that it should have taken, was the report issued within the time frame? And I step back and look at that. This is just a ratification of the process. Are you asking the question, did we highlight the right risk in your function? Did we make value-added recommendations? Does that engagement add value to your function? If we start asking these questions, we would see slowly the truths coming out and then yeah. we see how audit function is being graded rather than uh, thinking or self-assessing ourselves. Are you, oh, you know, we are doing a great job. And as I say, the value is not what we think is the value. The value is what um, other people see audit function generating. So I think that's um, that's something that we should keep in mind. And I just want to jump in on that. I think it's so, so important to look at, you know, and I do this in some of my training programs is what is the, I ask the auditors, what is the role of audit and how is audit perceived in the business? And then I ask them, how do they think others perceive them? So I want them to kind of step into the shoes of stakeholders outside of audit and would they answer the same? And usually the answer is no. So, yeah. so it's a very it's a very interesting um, exercise. But I think self reflection is good on from an internal audit perspective to say what is our relationship to the business? How do they see us? What can we do? Because there's all kinds of marketing techniques. If you need them, those of you in the audience, ping me. I'll give you some ideas of how to market audit within the business. And you know, becoming that trust is one of the first words you told us at the beginning of this session. Trust is so important. You know, you've got to have authenticity. Your logic's got to be good. You've got to have your um, empathy skills. You know, empathy is a muscle. You can work it and build it, you know, every single day. So that's fantastic. Yeah. No, I think these are these are all great um, points, Tracy, that you um, brought forward. Uh, sometimes we are just so focused on um, delivering that stuff, just so putting our heads in the sand just focusing on um, the numbers and the work that we're trying to put out, but there are a whole bunch of other things that we should be doing, and you rightly highlighted those um, empathy, building relationships. Um, so it's those things go a long way for sure, absolutely. And, and Trent, should we read that comment that relates to the discussion? You want me to read that? Uh, yeah, go um, ahead if you have it pulled up, yeah. So we have the question um, from... Zishan, I hope I pronounced your name properly. I apologize if I haven't. For the workshop example that you gave Imran, did you issue any formal deliverable either during the assignment or maybe at the end of the assignment somehow? Yeah, it was a more of a memo sort of um, report out, not really an audit report, which highlighted the work that we have done or were some of the key things that we have highlighted. And what is our overall conclusion? So since it was not a typically a audit in a typical sense, um, so it was not really an audit board, but definitely a report out um, to um, the management and to the audit committee. Super. And then reporting, Tracy, you know pretty well. Um, how it does. Yeah. You know, I love audit reporting. So oh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite topic. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the last thing I was going to hit on was audit reporting. But before that, Imran, you were talking about being likable. So I almost think yeah, you would have to anonymize this, but if you sent out a survey that was just like, do you like internal audit? Yes or no. I think that'd be pretty telling 
yeah. you know, and and you'd have it's to a yes or a no, not, yeah. not uh, in the middle. <laughs> not one to ten scale. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I was I was once doing an investigation, and I'll just tell you how kind of maintaining that. Um, and somebody goes to our CEO and say, "Hey, you know the person who who's party to the investigation is Imran's friend." So. I have an issue that, you know, Imran's opinion could be biased in that investigation. And our COO tells him that Imran is everybody's friend and he's no one's friend. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like this analogy because why? Because you have that great relationship with everyone. But when it comes to being independent, when it comes to putting forward black and white, it's you have to maintain your independence. And that's the perception that you carry, that I'm here to help, I'm here to support, I'm your friend. But then when it is uh, in black and white, that becomes very clear, I will continue to be independent and my report or my work would reflect that. So just, uh, yeah. You're a good, true friend. Like you have your friends and when they screw up, you got to call them out and be like, dude, you can't do that. Like that's, you can't do that kind of stuff, you know, because you have that that type of relationship. So that's great. Uh, we are running. Can I ask uh, one quick question about audit report writing? I'm I was going to kick it to you for uh, your audit report question because I know um, you have one. I, I I have a short question. I mean, I can talk about audit report writing for hours, but do you do video reporting for your audits with your team? Have you oh, tried wow. it? That's no, I haven't tried it. That's awesome. I know, um, um, Tracy, you're that's one of your favorite topics and um, you do a lot of um, training as well. No, we have, we have, we have done reporting in different ways um, and it doesn't have to be a um, 30, 40, 50 page report. It's about communicating the results and that's what IA standards want as well. In, uh, no, we haven't done video reporting. I'm, I'm hearing it for the first time from you. I haven't tried it from other organizations. That would be something fascinating and I would want to learn. Uh, but I uh, think, um, in general, I've seen internal audit reports um, do the function a great disservice. Um, apart from our interaction with the management and audit committees, which is not so frequent um, with audit committees, what is the product that goes out to everybody to assess the work we have done? Those are audit reports. And if audit reports are not catchy, they're not to the point if they don't communicate what really matters to the stakeholders, then we are missing the mark. Yeah, and I do think they can be a bit sexy, but that's a co uh, conversation for another time. I think we'll need for longer sure. to go into that. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. You know, that's uh, a huge issue that, that audits, audit function can work on for sure. Yeah. Well, all right. I uh, appreciate the time. And we will, again, we'll link to the, the article that I mentioned. I think it was business and accounting is the, or accounting and business as the, uh, the public. That's from ACCA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll include that in the show notes. There was a question about is, is it uh, in the chat? Is it possible to have the recording uh, for those that want, weren't on early, early? <laughs> uh, we're going to release those starting next week. And so you should start to see those and your favorite podcast provider, uh, it will be available. So um, check that out. We'll drop links in the show notes and all that kind of good stuff in the chat next time. But um, I'll just quickly close this out and then throw it to Tracy. Imran, you can have final words on whatever you want to talk about. Uh, we've had people talk about spaying and neutering their dogs. So whatever you want to talk about. Um, 
Uh, but this is the audit room. We're live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you want to join us live, you can do that through Zoom. Connect with myself and or Tracy on LinkedIn where you will. It's pretty much impossible to miss those links as much as we um, post stuff about that from Friday through Tuesday. So uh, check those out. Uh, Tracy, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, thanks so much, Imran, for joining us. Um, it's a fascinating topic and we could talk uh, for hours on it, I think. Um, do connect with Imran as well on LinkedIn if you haven't already. He is, um, I would say, a thought leader on LinkedIn, along with um, the best out there. So um, connect with him, connect with us. And um, some of you know that I'm working on serious business games, which is gamified training for internal audit. And if you would like a license, a test license for a game, you may reach out to me by DM on LinkedIn and we will get that to you. Imran, any last words for us? Thank you so much. It was, um, thank you for inviting me um, and Tracy and Trent. It was a pleasure uh, to be with you and um, to learn from you as well. Um, just a couple of um, things for uh, everybody who's listening. Uh, I think from internal audit, when we think about paradigm shift, it's about focusing on future because uh, my interest is in future. That's where I'm going to spend the rest of my life and um, focus on success more than avoiding failure. So I think um, those two things, when we keep in mind, that changes our perspective on internal audit and um, that takes us forward. Um, thank you so much, everybody joining us. Thank you.